This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. America, and welcome to the program. So glad that you're here. We have... uh, we have some really good eating uh, for a Friday for you. Well, I think we're going to start with the Democrats. We've got to accept the election results. Mm. Um, that's just a just a nice, tasty flashback for you. Also, the first lady may not be Melania. She may not want to do the first lady stuff, and so the first lady may be Ivanka. In a bizarre story, we'll we'll get to that. Also, the carrier deal. People are celebrating. Sanders, the socialist, is blasting it. I don't really know why, because it kind of sounds like socialism to me. I want to talk about the carrier deal. We begin right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. First of all, let me get here. The Christmas decorations we now know may have been the motivation of the uh, San Bernardino attacker. Um, it's been, man, how did we miss that? Um, yeah, they uh, unearthed a picture. Yeah. Uh, did you see the picture? No, I didn't see it's the a, picture. You know, um, you know, sadly, some of these people who mm. were likely shot afterwards, but he, he, had, he was like, quote unquote, forced to take a silly picture in front of the Christmas tree. Oh, my gosh. He was forced to do that. Holy cow. That's what they say. Um, She has made a statement, his wife, on an online account that she didn't think that a Muslim should have to participate. Mm, That's true. Should not have to participate. Not in a non-Muslim holiday or event. No, the only one way to handle that, which would, of course, be shoot everybody. A bunch of people, yeah. Yeah, if I could shoot everybody that was ever did anything wrong to me or made me mad or made me feel like there was an injustice going on. No one would uh, be left alive. No, no one would be left alive. <laughs> right. Uh, and let me ask you, I mean, this is probably a silly question, but could he have not refused to take the picture? Um, Pat, he just said he was forced. What if you just didn't? Um, so you're well, saying, then, but then the maybe you would have had trouble at work, right? I mean, I, you know, look, I, wouldn't I, that be better than you know shooting a bunch of people? No, yeah. yeah. Why? Why would you say that? Why would? Well, I, you know, it's. I mean, you could shoot people, or you could just say, "Nah, I'm not going to have my picture today. Thanks anyway." Oh, and then Later. okay. So all right, oh, let me just get this right, Mister Hater. Uh, all right. So what you're saying is. Mm-hmm. You're going to say to your boss, no, I'm not going to do that. And then you know what's going to happen. Everybody in the office is going to say, oh, Pat's just doing that because he's whatever, mm-hmm. fat, 
Okay. Old. Yes. Grumpy. All of those things would factor into my decision. <laughs> All right. All of those things. Right. So then you have to live with that instead of, instead that. of. Instead of killing everybody in the room? Yeah. Instead of killing 14 people. Yeah. Not everybody, just 14. Now specifically, this is a Christmas photo. Right. I know. Okay. Let's say it was a Muslim photo. Uh-huh. You I, in front I of probably the. probably wouldn't be invited to be a part of it. But if I were and I didn't want to. And you were forced to. I would still say maybe no. No, thank you. The factors of, at the Christmas party are still the same. Fat, old, and grumpy. No thanks. <laughs> so I, mean, I can see uh, your point, but you know, I, you know, to, it, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think, I think Just probably, not possible. I think everybody else takes only the alternative. kills the 14 people. Okay. I mean, you're a very restrained guy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah, knows you. Very true. Very, everybody knows you. If they listen key. to this show, they know, they know. you I'm are looking. not the guy who flies off the handle. Right. 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 That's you know very I mean? clear. Okay, let's do this. You're asked to go to the Social Security office <laughs> a fifth time. You're not bringing a high-powered rifle am, and your wife? Actually, I'm going tomorrow. You're going tomorrow. And I'm not bringing They're closed on Saturdays. They're closed on Saturdays. Yes, they are closed on Saturdays. So you should not go tomorrow. You might want to go Monday. It might want to be Monday. That's true. That is, <laughs> yeah, right. That's probably a good point. See what I mean? Now, wow. if you would have gotten there tomorrow. But whenever I go, right. it will not be with a high-powered oh rifle. And I actually have one at home, and I'm. I'm not going to bring it with me. I, I think, oh, isn't that interesting? I think they're open because... tomorrow, Pat. I think they're open tomorrow. I think they're open. You should go. Um, and it's interesting that you would say that because yeah. I think this is the same kind of rant that we got from the uh, Ohio shooter that didn't have a gun. Remember mm. him earlier this week. Yeah, wow. Uh, the Ohio shooter that didn't have a gun. When you listen to what that shooter who didn't have a gun said just a few months before, I don't want to kill people. I'm tired of people, you know, saying that I'm going to kill or people like me are going to kill. He had no desire to kill. He tried to kill. And then he tried to kill with a gun shaped like a knife and a car. One thing we do know is when you get there, it Mm -hmm. will be closed. (laughs) Yes, we Uh, do. Whatever that is. Or I won't have the proper documents. It'll be one of those two things. But eventually, your daughter will be 30, and maybe she can do it on her own. She can do it on her own. Yeah. So at some point, you'll get out. All right. All right. All right. Let me ask you this, Pat, Mr. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's say say you thought your candidate was going to win. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. And... um, and the other candidate said, this is rigged, and we're going to demand a recount. You would say? No. Okay. I, I, what, what would I be expected to say here? Well, I would imagine that you people? would say if there are people that are, that, I mean, if there's evidence, then we should pursue that. But right. no, just blanket statement. No, we're not doing a recount on everything. You accept the results. Well, if the results are a hundred and how many? One hundred and seven thousand or one hundred and fifteen thousand? It's falling. I, I know. I noticed the final Pennsylvania count came out. It was only about fifty thousand. Um, only fifty thousand, um, which is, I mean, right on the borderline of a recount. I'm going to say no to the fifty thousand. Uh, okay, so you're going to say accept it because your candidate won, but my candidate did not win. My candidate didn't even place or show. This is a this is a hypothetical. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. man, are you noticing this? 
Are you seeing this? I don't know. I'm not really seeing anything that's uh, happening right now. <laughs> really? Yes, I'm not. Uh... Am I drunk or am I perfectly clear? The only one here that's perfectly clear. You may be. Okay, Maybe. so I think we're all confused. So now, confused at what's going on. Yes. So now here, here, Pat. Uh-huh. Hypothetically, your guy is winning. You say that. Uh, n- no recount. You accept what's. Win- but mm-hmm. the minute your guy loses, mm. what do you say then? Well, then you obviously have to say recount. Big time recount. <laughs> Uh, you know, even if it's 20, 30 million votes, I think you recount it. You recount it. Um, and then you just throw out 20, 30 million votes. And then what you do is you, see, you but, ignore but, everything you said before the election. But see, that would be the tough part if somebody had tape of you saying no recount. I would accept a clear election result, but I would also reserve my right to contest or file a legal challenge in the case of a questionable result. No, that is not the way our democracy works. We've accepted the outcomes when we may not have liked them. Hillary Clinton has formally joined the recount efforts. I personally think that Donald Trump poses a serious threat to our democracy. Hillary Clinton joining the recount efforts in Wisconsin. He is threatening our democracy. Hillary Clinton campaigns hypocrisy on this in terms of joining it. That the election is rigged on the basis of nothing uh, is really so irresponsible it goes beyond the pale. You know there's going to be a recount in Wisconsin. Hillary Clinton's people have joined us. Any presidential candidate trying to discredit the elections and the election process, it's unprecedented. Hillary Clinton's mm. campaign is joining the recount effort in Wisconsin. <laughs> Amazing. So, the Washington Free I, Beacon, by the way. Yes, there's a problem. Some good work with that. If people have you on the record, <laughs> yeah. Unless, again, the real, uh, the real loser in this last campaign was not Hillary Clinton. It was the press. And this is why the press has no credibility. They went full throttle crazy when Donald Trump said that. Why aren't they full throttle crazy now on this recount? It is unbelievable because mm-hmm. you expect over time that politicians change sides when, you know, their side starts losing. All the things that Republicans once, you know, opposed, now they support. Everything that Democrats now once supported, now they oppose. Those things flip back and forth seemingly all the time, which is why we complain about principles all the time on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when it's a few weeks, you don't expect it to be this blatant. And where we're they getting, were... We're getting to the place where it's a few days and even a few hours, hours. sometimes. I mean, Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. came out and, and passionately, as you heard in that tape, said it was against uh, our our our... She called it democracy, right? Which is infuriating. Ah! Um, but I mean, the press was like, they thought it was the biggest deal of all time. They could not believe Donald Trump would even think about this sort of thing. And at the time, everyone pointed out, well, wait a minute, in 2000, you were on the opposite side of this. You all wanted the recount. 
Now, and in 2004, you kind of wanted it too, and that was 150,000 votes. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just a second. In 2000, because I lived in Florida, what was it, 538 votes? Yeah, something like that. You're under 1,000 votes. I say we count the damn thing. I agree. I I think he was, Gore was well within his rights to get a recount out of of Florida in that case. The question was, after the recount came back, were they still going to keep fighting it? And how were they doing the recount, which was at times completely absurd. But if you have a national election that comes to 500 votes, absolutely recount the thing. Um, when you're talking about 150,000 votes, it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. That was 2004 with Kerry and Bush. Here we are in 2016. The, the margin's a little bit tighter than that. But they just were saying, because they were expecting Donald Trump to lose, that it was absolutely ridiculous to, to go after a recount. They applied all of these things that Trump didn't say about, you know, you know, terror in the streets if I lose. I mean, as he pointed out there, and that was the second day, but as he pointed out there, you know, I reserve the right for a legal challenge if it's a questionable result. That is, a, that is the standard that. That, is, that is accepted, um, I think, with elections. Everybody understands that. So the, what is everybody saying the questionable result is? Well, it's close. It's, it's close in three no. states, and and she would have to. The so results would have to be overturned in all three states for her to win. And also, it would mean she'd have to hold on to close states that she won, like Nevada and New Hampshire. Um, so obviously, like you know, theoretically, if you're going to recount these states, you'd want to recount more uh, of the states that were close the other way too. Um, but the, what happened was there was a couple of uh, professors who said. Wait a minute, the digital ballots and the paper ballots aren't matching up, and we think there might be fraud. Now, they didn't have any evidence of fraud, but they thought the, the ratios with the demographics didn't really match up. Experts have run these numbers in other states with similar demographics, and they look completely fine. There's no reason to actually believe there's fraud here. There is nothing here at all. Donald but, Trump on the won other the hand, election. Trump, they need to get over it. Trump has contributed to this with the three million illegals voting thing right that did not now you've thrown that weird thing into the mix too when you should have just left it alone because you won because honestly if it were true and again there's no evidence it's true that three million uh, illegal voters actually voted that might be a real reason to open up not just those states but many states Mm -hmm. i mean because honestly if you really believe three million people voted illegally we probably should be checking all the election results Mm-hmm. So he well, in fact, has a much better argument about or for a recount than she does. <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. Except I haven't heard the evidence. No, there, of the three billion. There, there, is, no there is the evidence. Is uh, there was a guy who tweeted it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, I he ag- won't show his. I again, he won't show his evidence. He says he won't show it to any journalist to check on it or anything. Right. He's going to eventually release it to the public. Right at some mythical. Date. I would prefer. That we don't use Twitter as fact. What? Yeah, I'm just gonna. Oh, 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 okay, Mister 2013. Wow. Before you go crazy, think about it for a minute. Now, this Liberty Safe gun sales are growing at an incredible rate. Actually, this is the biggest. I was going to ask, does anybody know? This is the biggest. We sold more guns last year than any other year in human history. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. Well, he's pretty proud of that. He's actually mentioned it. Yeah. 
He's helped the gun industry. I mean, the yeah. one industry he has really helped is yes, the gun industry. Yes, he has. And it's true. All right, listen. You put your gun in a Liberty safe. The things you value, you value most and the things that are dangerous, the things that you must have in a Liberty safe. Right now, Liberty safe making 500 safes every day here in America. That's why it's number one. Well, no, it's number one because it's made here in America. It's unbelievable. Best built safe. Uh, bar none, I think, and also comes with a lifetime warranty and customer service is number one. That's why they make 500 safes every single day. Now you can save up to $250 when you buy a Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com and use the promo code BECK. Save $250 off. Discounts are automatic and uh, a matching mail-in rebate is also offered right now. But you got to buy before Christmas. It's LibertySafe.com. LibertySafe.com. Type in the code name BECK. LibertySafe.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. So let's, let's, I mean, let first just say, um, please stop calling this country a democracy. It oh. is not. It is a all democratic is republic. They drive that home, too. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Uh, for good it's, reason. It's code word. It's yeah, code it is. For socialism now. It is. It is. Democracy. Socialism, uh, I mean, fascism, communism starts with a popular vote. Right. And you vote it in, and then that's it. Well, that's what Lenin, that's what Lenin called communism in the beginning as well. Yes, it was social justice, and it was democracy. Yeah. And and then once, well, he said power, they were democratic socialists. Yeah, that, he said we're not communists. We're not communists. We're democratic socialists. We we respond to the democratic will. Now you have one vote, and then it's over. That's why democracies perish. Within the first decade, every time there's a democracy, they don't live very long. It's why our founders gave us a democratic republic. The republic is we choose with our democratic vote to find people who are the best of us, supposedly, and put them in office and they represent us. Now listen to Al Gore. And I think that we should go to a popular vote. I think it would stimulate public Stimula. participation in the democratic <laughs> process <laughs> like nothing else we could possibly, possibly hey, do. And in the internet... I love it. Talk down to some more, Al, will you? First of all, do you really think that a direct vote people are going... They really... They really are like, you know what, I'm not going to vote because... Uh, <laughs> Those dead damn electoral college. I've never heard that oh, from yeah. anybody. That was I've heard my vote doesn't count, right. but it's not because of the electoral college. Well, it's funny because we, we, when we were going through this and people were arguing it was a binary choice. And we were like, well, you know, if you want to make it a binary choice for you, that's fine. However, if you were in a, a state like Maryland that Hillary Clinton was definitely going to win, <laughs> why would you bother then voting for the Republican? If you knew 
that it was a, it was only one person who had a chance to win. Right. Why would you bother voting for the Republican? Why not just stay home or vote for her? Because the case being made as a binary choice, you have to vote for someone who has a chance to win. Well, if you're a state, the only person who has a chance to win is the, is the Democrat. Should you go to the polls and vote for the Democrat? And, of course, the answer to that is no, you should not. You should vote who you vote your conscience, as they say. Um, but the point is, people were passionate. If you're a Trump supporter and you're in Washington, D.C., where Trump won like 10 percent of the vote, those that 10 percent was passionate to go out for, to vote for Donald Trump. They didn't feel like they shouldn't go out and vote because of the Electoral College. People know that people get involved in this process, whether their state is really at risk or not. Uh, you know, we kept saying, like, look, we may or may not vote for Donald Trump, but uh, well, we, we know we weren't going to. But we're in Texas. And if he loses Texas by less than four votes, he has bigger problems than us. Right. Uh, and he did not need us. And he won, as he said, without us. Point so being this, that, you know, you, you're you going to vote for who you're passionate right. for. And it's so ridiculous to say it would just stimulate the people and they would go out and vote like never before. There's problem number one. But listen, he goes on. Age. Uh, having people more involved, we got to get back to harvesting the wisdom of crowds in the United States. Okay, We've got to get so back to harvesting the wisdom, the wisdom, wisdom of crowds in the United States. Well, I think they did that really quite nicely in Egypt a couple of years ago. They harvested that. Uh, they're, they're, didn't didn't they? they're also harvesting the wisdom of crowds in Syria right now. Oh, we did that in Libya as well. Oh, they did that in 1919 in Russia as well. Oh, they did that in Germany. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I mean, in your imagination. And then the actual thought of going home for Christmas is like, no, I don't really want to know. Don't want to be with those people again. Um, I was with them when I was a kid. And it's really, no, uh -uh. don't want to go home. Maybe that's just me. And I'm guessing Jeffy. Oh, I'm not going home. (laughs) (laughs) We hate each other. (laughs) All right, let's see. Uh, So we, we were talking about this Al Gore statement where he is, he is pushing for the Electoral College to be banished. Now, the story on the Constitution is what? Well, what is, the, what is the, the thing that progressives always tell us about the Constitution? It's old, it's dusty, they couldn't have seen the problems in our day, right? Right, yep. Okay. And you can make that case, I mean, you really can't, but you could make it in a, in a uh, you know, to, a, to a, uh, an auditorium of lizards when it comes to the Second Amendment, okay? What, are we going to have tanks? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you were allowed to own a battleship back then. Same thing. You could go and buy a ship and put cannons on it <laughs> if you had the money. Yes, you could. 
So, um, <laughs> so you'd have to be talking to a bunch of Neanderthals to be able to make that, uh, that statement. However, when it comes to the Electoral College, they couldn't have seen our day. Why did they put the Electoral College in? Now, think so the, about this. So the small states wouldn't be overwhelmed. So what? The small states wouldn't be overwhelmed. Well, what do you mean? What, like, the small what, states like what would have a say. Because if you, if you have the popular vote, all you'll have to do is concentrate on the major population centers, and you'll win. Okay, so but that was crazy. That was like Boston and New York, and then nobody would listen to, let's say, Virginia and North Carolina. Okay, so that that was you know, they couldn't have seen our time. Like well, for instance, they didn't know California was going to happen. Right, they didn't they know didn't California, know and like if no. if New York and California and Oregon and uh, Seattle and Detroit uh, and Chicago uh, and uh, Boston, if you just campaigned in those areas and won the major cities. Iowa won't matter. Iowa won't matter. Idaho won't matter. No, you know, nothing it, will matter. Won't matter. But again, the founders were living in a different age. Okay, they didn't realize that if a candidate could just let's just say they could see California, if they could just win the popular vote by campaigning in all of the cities, they didn't realize that. So many people in Washington, on both the left and the right, but mainly on the left, love the heartland and understand the little guy in the center of the country. Just automatically. Mm, I think they've seen that. Right. Right? The media, they didn't see a media that could understand the heartland. (laughs) You know, back then, they didn't have a media that could ride off someplace and go someplace. Now we have helicopters, we have phones, we have Skype. Now media knows the heartland. So mm. to say that a popular vote would, would disenfranchise half of the country, mainly the middle of the country. <laughs> okay, Mr. Old Timey Dusty Document. But they see this as their opportunity. I mean, if they go popular vote like this and, and they can... You'll never campaign They can ignore uh, rural and country America, they win. You, you, you'll they never... Win. You will never... Uh, uh, conservatives will never win another vote again. And I think that's true. Because it'll all be... The mindset of New York, and we found it, if we weren't such strong conservatives, I think living in New York City your whole life there's not a chance we would have been a conservative. There's just not a chance you would have been a conservative because you think differently in that city. You, the city has set itself up as being your, your babysitter. You can't do anything in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so you, how many people who are living in the cities are like, no, we need that, we need that new train Right, and that would be the argument, right? I right. Mean, there would be. I don't think that it would say that Republicans would never win another election. It's just that conservatives, conservatives be. Would. There would be no relationship. No, no, no. Republicans would just become. They would just step out into the sunlight and say, "Okay, yes, we've been progressive the whole time." Right, and it would be giveaways to cities. Yes, that's in particular. All it would be. Uh, because they would just target at who could give more to each city to <laughs> to get more votes out of the cities. Now, let me go back to Al Gore. 
Play the rest of the Al Gore. To the kind of conversation of democracy that allows good ideas to rise to the surface. Right. We lost that in the television age. Mm. Even though the Internet age is filled with all this Dude. junk, uh, it still stop, brings stop, the stop possibility. I thought he so invented, invented the, the Internet, initiative. But now it's only invented just, the Internet. No, it's just covered with junk now. So um, he wants to go back to a time before television where good ideas from the center of the country and, you know, in different areas could just percolate up. Now, I'm not a historian, but I, you know... Play one on TV, right? I play one on TV. That's actually you. I've got a, yeah, I've got a history vault. I'm trying to think of what the percolator was <laughs> that had all those great ideas. Pamphlets. The pamphleteering was huge. Re- <laughs> great okay. ideas just percolated. Really? Uh, in the 20s, huh. 30s, yeah. Huh. So, so if we, we got to get back to a way that we had a real strong dialogue before we had any technology. Oh, we had radio. I mean, that just doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. Does not. We are we have more we are more connected to each other and to ideas all around the earth than ever before. You know instantly. What, okay, so before we we got on today, have you guys ever heard of master class? Oh yeah, yes. mm-hmm. Oh, I'm taking these, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I I'm so stupid. I've never even heard of them. I mean, I don't, I don't know that everyone knows what they are. Okay, so it's uh, so somebody sent me one from Hans Zimmer. You know who Hans Zimmer is. The composer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. And he's done everything. He, I mean, he's, he's probably... Danny Elfman is my favorite, but Hans Zimmer is probably the closest to um, John Williams. I mean, he's just done yeah, every movie. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so somebody sends me this master class thing and says, Glenn, you got to take this class. And I don't compose music. I mean, what am I going to take a master class from Hans Zimmer for? And I watch it, and it's just fascinating. It's 90, it's 90 bucks, blah, blah, blah. It, and it's f- f- tremendous. It's actually a college course taught, yeah, by, taught by Hans Zimmer. There's an acting the course well, taught, taught by uh, Dustin Hoffman. I think there's a writing one taught by Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. I mean, I saw that one. I'm going to take that class. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, we got to go back to the day when, <laughs> when what? When what? I can take a master class from Aaron Sorkin, Dustin Hoffman, and Hans Zimmer at my convenience. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my gosh. Never yeah, better we, yeah, there's a, when, if we could just go back to an idea, a time when ideas could percolate up. That is insane. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and here's what, again, here is why Donald Trump won. Because nobody in the media will call him on that bull crap. They'll play those clips and they'll just leave it and they won't say, come on. I mean, guys, you know I love Al Gore and the global warming thing, but that's ridiculous. Nobody will say that. No honesty. No honesty. Well, also, that's, that's, the, that's where we are truly impoverished. Also that his opponent was under FBI investigation and was one of the most corrupt people that ever read for office. There's that too. That's also why he ran. So I'll see. That was a, probably a good reason. It did have quite a bit to do with it. It probably did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's kind of hard to win elections when you're constantly under FBI investigation. 
That's a lesson the Democrats can learn next time. In 2020, they could pick someone who wasn't Listen, under FBI investigation. Have you heard anybody since the election have a serious conversation of saying, what the hell? Why did we run Hillary Clinton? No. 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 They no. all That's just think the it's, biggest thing. They all think it's like, oh, it's fake news. It's on Facebook. They're, tr- they're sharing fake news. They're not real stories. Oh, we got to play the Obama fake news. Hang on just oh, a yes, second. Gotta, yes. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got it. Can I stop at the Facebook thing? Yeah. Facebook is sharing. Facebook is sharing fake news. Problem number one. Facebook doesn't share anything. You share share it. On Facebook. Two, Facebook should shut that down. Oh, so now we're going to trust Facebook to go in and edit what's real and not in real time with six, what is it? How many, how many? 1.6 um, billion. billion users. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to be simple. Here's the thing. If you want freedom, then you have to have responsibility. Before you, not Facebook, before you share a story on Facebook, maybe you should use this device. Now, this is, I mean... Uh, I wish we could get back to the days when we all had to go to the encyclopedia. (laughs) But there's this old, it's almost like a steam engine thing called Google. You do a Google search. See who's reporting it. Not hard. If it's it's like Red Eagle Eye News 1, it's probably not a real story. Even if it's NBC.NWS. Yes. And it looks like news instead of NBC.com. That's not NBC. I mean, you have it's a responsibility, not, NBC. and it is not Facebook's responsibility, and I do not want monitors watching the Internet. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for, mm-hmm. because depending on who has the power, oh, I think there's a lot of people in the GOP that would want to make sure that we have those accurate stories out there. And that GOP, they will be more than happy to censor and to put people in there. Well, China, I think the People's Republic of China does a really nice job in their country and you know of what? censoring some of that news. And so do. does Russia. And so do and they. so did Venezuela. All of the oh. good... Con- you know what? So did... Uh, So did Germany. Oh, and Italy and Spain. Yeah, we got to do some of that. And now this. In cities, states, and Washington, D.C., politicians are threatening our Second Amendment rights. This is really a year to remember for guns. And we just told you, we just gave you the stat. This, they sold, we sold more guns this year than at any other year or any other point in the history of the world. Wow. Bon Arms is introducing their PT-2A, the Protect the Second Amendment gun from Bon Arms. It's a handgun, heirloom quality. When you carry it, you show where you stand on the Second Amendment. It makes a great Christmas gift. I want you to look at this. 25 different barrels fit every Bon Arms pistol. You can use 14 different calibers. Gordon Bon, if you buy one, has pledged that a portion of every PT-2A sold will go to protecting our Second Amendment rights. 
It's a special edition handgun. I don't know how long these things are going to be lasting, uh, and they're only going to be available for a short period of time. Check it out now at bondbeck.com. Bondbeck.com. Looking for a great Christmas gift? Texas-made PT-2A. Limited edition. Bondbeck.com. Mercury. Uh, We have to talk about the new Vulcan, uh, the new car by uh, Aston Martin. Uh, I, this is one of the greatest, this is freedom. This is one of the greatest cars ever built. I need a new car. Well, this one's a little pricey. It's $1.8 million. I can afford that, Jeffy. So uh, Aston Martin, Aston Martin said, we want to build the fastest car we can build. Uh, we want to b- build the biggest muscle performance car ever. But we don't want to build it for a-, a race car because then it has to have special, you know, if you build a Formula One car, then it has to have special um, tires and special limitations and the engine has to be built a certain way. And then they said, you know what, let's go a step further. I don't even want to build it for the street. I don't want to build a legal car that you drive around. <laughs> we want to build the fastest car we can build. So this is the car, not of the future, this is the car of the past. If there were no regulations, what could we really build? The old moonshiner cars. Right. <laughs> so there's only 20 of these things being built, and I think they come with their own, like, Mack truck, you know, their own, uh, their own uh, trailer, trailer. That, because you can't drive it anywhere. You can only drive it on a track by yourself. Legally. Legally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This thing is crazy. It is crazy. How fast does it go? Um, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. They don't know yet. Um, mm-hmm. I was just reading. An I've, article I've about seen it. a test drive. Have you seen? Have you heard of this show? Uh, what is it? GT on? Is it Amazon or Netflix? It's the three English guys who are mm-hmm. very very funny, yeah. and they're going out. And uh, so episode two has this guy has this car. And they test drive it, and it is, I'm telling you, this car is violent. He's like, this is, he, he, he's, I mean, he, they're driving everything. You know, they're, they're, they're dropping cars out of airplanes, and then they land, on the, and they drive them away at three, you know, 200 miles an hour or whatever. It's not Top Gear? No, uh-uh. It's GT. Hmm. This guy, this guy is driving, they show him driving it. And he can't drive it like the, the, the test drivers can. So he drives it for four hours to try to get used to it. And he's like, this car scares the hell out of me. <laughs> he's driving it and he's like, this car is freaking me out. It's amazing. It's called The Vulcan by Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> 